Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Kilmore Toyota. Personalize our used vehicles up to your spec. KilmoreToyota.com.au. Live across Australia on SEN Track. Welcome to Winners with Gareth Hall. Wherever you may be, 9.05am, Saturday morning. This is winners right around the country. 0499 736 736. 0499 736 736. Miles Fitzner with you on your Saturday morning for a big Saturday's racing. Caulfield, Ramwick, Doom and Gawler, Belmont, of course, and maybe even one or two a little bit wider. Uh, well, it can't be winners. Uh, without us giving away a few prizes. We've got the Signet Boost Power Bank to the value of $44.95 and 18 holes of golf and a cart at Mandalay, of course, to give away only 45 minutes from the Melbourne CBD. Opening bell very shortly. Jules Valance for the first hour. He's a superstar. And then we get stuck into some Metro previews. Mickey Gannon for Ranwick, Benny Sid for Caulfield, Chris Nelson for Doombin, James Jordan for Gawler, Terry Layton for Belmont, and, of course, Brady Baker from Picklebet. And then we've got Robbie Loken, uh, Andrew O'Toole, Little Avondale, Sammy Williams. And then we get stuck in a race card with Dan Cobby a little bit later in the show. But it's time for the opening bell. The opening bell with Jules Valance. Opening bell time. Well, the superstar himself, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, his name is Jules Valance. He joins me this morning from Foxcatcher. Hello, Jules. G'day, my life. We'll miss than anything else, mate. We'll go with that. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm 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 going into today with some trepidation, but mm-hmm. these are the days I normally go into, and they're half all right. You just got to sort of back your gut and stick, um, rather than going in too confident with best everywhere, and then you miss. I'm I'm. How are you seeing overall? These are the funny ones, I reckon. You sort of in the carnival. What have you got? The Sir John Monash. We've got the Bowfine in the West. A couple of main features, but the rest of them are pretty you know, up, down, in there, or around. Yeah, I mean, I think it's quite evident. We've probably spoken about it the last couple of weeks. We're sort of in the depths of winter here. So, you know, the best horses aren't going to be running around. What you're sort of trying to get is maybe some progressive horses that haven't reached their ceiling. And there's a few of them that I think are running today. And unfortunately, they might be running into a few others in the same race. So it makes it interesting that you've got to try and pick the eyes out of it. Then we've got, you know, the other factor that it's second go Caulfield off that seven months. The rail already goes straight out to three metres. So probably gives an indication there might be a little bit of wear and tear on the inside where they sort of raced in the true two weeks ago. So I think that's important for the punters to understand. You get that big northwesterly, which sort of, again, impacts sort of into the home straight and the shoot, sort of a headwind there. So... There's some variables that we need to think about today, Milo, that usually when we go to Caulfield, we don't have to worry about, um, which, again, adds another layering of just uh, 
messing the head up. Let's, uh, you were three metres out the entire, currently a soft six. Um, what have we had? A couple of mil. Um, probably get a little bit more of an update uh, sooner rather than later. It looks very overcast outside. It is a bit breezy. It looks damper than what it is, um, but it doesn't look like there's too much rain in sight at the moment for Caulfield. But do you want to turn our attention there and start running through the cart at Caulfield? Yeah, let's do that, mate. Let's go through. Uh, we start with race number one at Caulfield, and geez, it was a great start here in studio when the computer just dies on you as soon as you woke up. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I'm having the same yeah. drama as at home, mate. Don't worry. It's, it's a universal issue. Yeah. Hey, uh, so race number one over the 1100 here. I've got it. Uh, now, um, there's one I really like in the in this race. I, I thought I was going to play the, the overs with some of these Cliffy Brown runners, but uh, there's a horse up the top here called Lynx uh, for the Ma yeah. Eustace team, which has had some support as well that I'm a bit keen on. Yeah, so from a market perspective, this is a really good betting race. So two-year-old race obviously can be really tricky. Uh, a couple of first starters in there, but it has. There's a few different opinions running around with this race, and the horse you mentioned, Lynx, who was very good winning last start, um, good support for that horse. So that has firmed in, and the 450-460 is pretty tight across the board at the moment. Uh, Sensical just below it, it's it's your favourite, and, and been pretty solid as well. So they're the two that have had really good backing. There was another horse sort of around that same price mark earlier in the week or later in the week, obviously, it's a lock-in. Um, it looks to be the one that's probably going to drift a little bit, so I don't think you need to be worrying about rushing in to take a $4, $4.20. It's a lock-in. I think you can wait and you'll get a better price about it. And the one down the bottom, Spicy Margs, we only saw it once. It failed. Storm one, Bo Mertens is riding really well. There's enough support to suggest it's going to bounce back here today. So I would suggest good support links, good support Sensical, and um, even a little bit of support, spicy margs, and probably the whole from a market perspective is it's a lock-in. Uh, we're going to race number two on the card over the 2000 BM78. A couple of scratchings here. Trisette, the four, the seven Bourbon, um, and the three Claydemore of Cam Lukes. Of course, not a race I was overly excited in, except I, I am probably going to stick with Aristonis of the Annabelle Nisham camp. I think it looks to be the one for me. Um, how are you seeing it? Yeah, it looks a really nice horse. The two runs in Sydney, obviously, from the international um, have been really good. The last one in particular, they went inside standard time, Milo, but the last 400-200 from this horse was outstanding. The one trick the punters have probably got to work out is from that gate, there is no doubt that Josh Parr's probably going to have to go back to last. But the three scratchings make it a field of 11, um, and maybe that's not as big of a disadvantage instead of if it was a field of, say, 14 or 15, it might not be 10 lengths off the lead. So um, the market's with it, absolutely. So sort of $2.90, $3 bet. I know there's some scratchings, but they're minimal deductions coming out. And now it's sold across the board at $2.30. Um, so it's been a really good push, uh, Aristonis, and um, understandably so. The only other horse sort of, you know, in the market that's an interesting one is Mayfair Spirit. Now, it's drawn wide as well, similar to the favourite, but I've got no doubt that this horse will have the map advantage. I think it tries to go forward and it'll try and probably sit in the first three or four and maybe that's uh, going to have a, a march over the favourite. But the favourite's really solid and been really well supported. Yeah, it certainly has been. We've got a race number three on the card over the 2,000 metres and uh, another race that I, I sort of found difficult enough. I, I know... Um, it sort of seems to be the tale of two tapes between Art Zeno and So Sleek. Which one of those two are the market tending to sort of push towards? 
Yeah, interesting because to be honest, if I speak right now, probably neither. They're both sort of sitting at sort of three forty, three fifty in particular. So Sleek sort of has, you know, looks like it's got the wobbles a little bit. Artino's a little bit more solid. Um, but the one that's sort of pushing towards sort of a middle pinner is Tokenist, the two. Uh, it's sort of been eight fifty nine dollars into seven dollars fifty, and I don't think the seven dollars fifty is going to last. So um, it's been really well supported since obviously markets going up. Uh, the one close to the bottom, Torrenzino's had some good support too. Sort of nine dollars bet about it, and it's now six dollars. And you know, I don't think you're going to get too much bigger than that. But um, I think they're just waiting on this on this race for whatever reason. Sort of maps really important. You'd think Arsino probably be negative uh, from the gate, and you'd think So Sleek would probably be positive. So tales of two sort of different scenarios there. You think maybe map advantage So Sleek, but at the moment both of them a little bit soft in the market, Milo. Certainly are. Uh, we'll go to race number four on the card. And uh, this is an interesting one over the 1,400. Um, I looked at this two or three times over and over. I know a few are keen on Hazel Baby. And look, our red morning seemed to be the one that everyone wanted to take on. It looks like the market's probably pushing that way. Oh, I gave Anna Heater at the top here uh, the one some hope. The, the way it hit the line last start, and I think the claim here is only going to help. Yeah, absolutely, and solid from a market perspective. So this is probably similar to race three. They're, they're a little bit soft on these top two in the market. So our red morning sort of was 310, 320. Well, now you're getting 330, 340, and you might even get a little bit bigger than that. Oh, I like, really like the horse. I think it's a really nice progressive horse. What it did last start, I thought, was outstanding at Mornington coming from the back and running best last 400, 200 of the day. Hazel Baby was only, I thought, plain last start, but Possibly excuses back to the inferior ground there it was. Draws wider here. Maybe they ride a little bit more conservative and uh, expect it to finish off. But, um, yeah, again, they're sort of happy to play around the top two in the market. Anna Heater in particular, as, as you mentioned, Milo, good support for it. So if you like it, uh, there's a bit of confidence there. And even Toronado Rouge, yeah. uh, big price, $17, $18 available. Well, that's been wiped off and now into single figures. So they're happy to play around these two favourites. That one looks, Toronado Rouge, it, to me, and what I'm looking at, looks like probably one of the better goes in the race. Yeah, oh, no, absolutely. I think I think if you were to suggest two horses that have been solid enough or well pushed throughout the throughout the, the betting, it's definitely Anahita and Toronado Rouge are the two. And um, as I said, we can't really lay a ticket, Hazel Baby or our mm. red morning at the moment. All thanks to Kilmore Toyota, personalised uh, our used vehicles up to your spec uh, at Kilmore Toyota. Uh, race number five, 1400 BM78. Fascinating this. Um, River Plate's always been one of those runners that you don't know whether or not you want to be with or not be with. You, you know where it's going to get to. Uh, you know what it's going to show you. Um, is this market in this race probably going to be track dependent by the time we get to race number five as to whether or not you've seen a horse cross, be able to stack and then hold on to a lead? Yeah, I think it's a really good point. I think a lot of these um, bigger punters probably want to see how this track plays. I think I think usually if we went into out three metres entire on a soft six at Caulfield, Milo, we would be thinking around the circle on speed's going to be an advantage. Now, the northwesterly just adds a variable in there that possibly that could be a bit of a headwind as they're pushing into some spaces that might change that a little bit. And that's why I think they're not playing as strongly as what they probably would at, you know, quarter past nine uh, on a race day. Again, this probably shows the whole entire day and a couple of outliers maybe of races we'll get to soon is that the market's really struggling. 
River Plate was solid enough at the 3.30, but um, you could just also sense that it possibly could get out a little bit bigger if those four races don't go to plan. We know this horse is going to roll forward, absolutely, but it's going to have a few friends with it and that have drawn wide as well. Now, five scratchings probably help a little bit, take away maybe some of that inside speed, but still plenty of speed here. The horse that's really firmed up probably last night and this morning in particular was a big failure last start, Monarch of Egypt. So it led uh, over race, but it was into that big headwind at Flemington over the 1,400 metres where it really struggled and it over raced and went terrible, to be honest. But the market's giving it another chance here. It's sort of been $10 late last night and now into $5.50. And I know there's some deductions there, but quite minimal. Um, the market's expecting Monarch of Egypt to get back to just about its best. So uh, it's a really good betting race. But as I say again, favourite, possibly getting a little bit soft. Yeah, this is it's going to be fascinating, this, because if you've seen horses lead them up and then look like into that win, they look like they... Essentially, they look like they get shot, don't they? Because they, they travel in on the bridle and they look like they're almost home for all money. As soon as they go to get let off, just whoosh, out the back they go. It's going to have blah zero probably with it. Maybe even place of gold of Cliffy Browns from 10. Probably going to try to lead up the way I had it, but fascinating by the time we get to race number five. I want to go one more to race number six before we have our first break here, Jules. And this is 14 again, uh, BM 100. Uh, Sosibon, just going around for start number 94, if you don't mind. Um, horses essentially uh, that are back in grade here, really hard to line this up. I, I gave Sir Davy on sort of, it was probably overs in a race like this, especially if you could run on from the back. Um, but Brigantine, it's been all about it this morning after um, after the little sort of zhuzh up, the trial at Canterbury and its first up record, they look like they've come for it. Yeah, absolutely. So this horse obviously was dual nominated, obviously in Sydney as well, in the winter stakes, the listed race, and they've decided to come to Melbourne. And I think clearly from a form perspective, if you looked at both races, this is the easier option for it, and the price indicates that. 270 into $2.20, and I don't think you're going to get a better better than $2.20. There just looks no speed in this race, Milo. This is going to be a real tactical affair. No doubt Mellon will know that, can probably sit in the first two or three with this horse, or even just the 1-1 one, one from that gate. Um, and that's why the markets have really gravitated towards it. The only other horse that sort of tightened up in the last 24 hours is the three Poland. Um, it's it's tightened up, so that's good support for that horse, but it can be hard to catch. But it gives you the indication that there's, A, there's no speed in this race, and the market doesn't think there's going to be. And Poland from one with pin on, the market's more or less telling us that this horse is going to lead. So if you think leaders are going to be advantaged at Caulfield, then maybe that's something that you need to start thinking about with Poland, whether you can catch it or not, because it can be one of those horses that's hit and miss. But the market thinks Poland's going to lead. And obviously, Brigantine sit pretty close as well, because they're the only two the market wants. This, um, I had this race when I, I looked at it. I had it marked for a, a Froggy Newitt special, because a horse like Edison, this is where he'd go, you know what? There's going to be no tempo. No one will want it. And this has got him going for the doctor, sort of 700 out written all over it, trying to pinch it. Yeah, absolutely. And if the horse is fit enough and ready to go, then that that is possibly an option. Because as I said, this is going to be a very tactical affair. It might be the horse that gets the march on the others where they weren't probably expecting it could be off and gone and be really hard to catch. So we talk about it a lot 
on paper, it looks like there's no speed and we expect Poland to lead and Brigantine to sit in the first two or three, but it's horse racing, many variables, and that can quickly get uh, extinguished after the first 200 metres. So um, if you think Edison's going to be aggressive, well, then that's actually an advantage because, as I said, getting an advantage over your rivals uh, and you've got a bit of a turn of foot it could be key in winning this race today. Uh, this is the opening bell. Jules Valance from Foxcatcher. Uh, you've known it, you've seen it, follow it. Uh, Miles Fitzner with you for the opening bell on your Saturday morning. All thanks to Kilmore Toyota. Ready when you are? KilmoreToyota.com.au. Off to our first break. We'll come back with races 7, 8 and 9 at Caulfield and what is happening in the market there. You can send us a text at any time. 0499 736 736. Your best bets, whether we, whether or not we got it right or wrong, or whether or not you just even like us, uh, let us know. We're open to all sorts of feedback. Jules and I will be back right after this. <laughs> Kilmore Toyota, home of Toyota Hilux 4x4 and 4x2. Ready when you are. KilmoreToyota.com.au. Live across Australia on SEN Track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall. Feet from desire. I'm up and about. They've got a great job. Great job out in the booth. That's what we're after. George Valance, Miles Fitzer with you for the opening bell. Winners thanks to Kilmore Toyota. Personalise our used vehicles up to your spec. That's what I'm all about, that desire. I've got plenty of it. A few off the text. I was with Smiler Wave in race seven, but the money for Baldinio is alarming. What are your thoughts? We'll get to that. In a while, Matty T, but keep the text coming in, 0499-736-736. We're running through Caulfield at the moment, Jules. Uh, and all thanks to Foxcatcher on your Jules. Uh, race number seven, um, Smiler Wave. Uh, look, flying on a limb with the scratching there, it's sort of opened this up, hadn't it? There'd been plenty of, uh, plenty of go for it, flying on a limb, and then the scratching uh, of it. Uh, Troach is also out, Immortality's out. It's been all about... Smile and Wave. And this is what Sam Freeman had to say about Smile and Wave. So she's forward enough, certainly, to be presenting, you know, really well there on the weekend. Um, That said, you know, flying on a limb, it's a nice filly and and she brings a different form line. Um, You know, so a little bit surprised that we're probably the price we are, given we're first up for a while. um, But she's certainly fit enough. Uh, She is a, you know, a nice filly that, that can hopefully... You know, achieve stakes great at some point, but um, you know, we'll we'll hopefully see a nice run from her, and she should keep improving. Uh, Sam Friedman, there. What are we expecting here now with the with the scratching a smile wave? Oh, I know the money seems to be for a couple of others. The Boldinio move. What, how are you seeing it, Jules? Yeah, so this is really uh, important here. The smile and wave. Let's let's see this horse. Really good in its last two starts. Goes for a break, comes back on the minimum. Um, progressive horse. Market's spitting it out here. So 340, 350, um, you're going to get better. If you like Smile and Wave and you think it's a really good horse, going to map right, probably going to get the right uh, run in transit and it's going to be really competitive, then you're going to get a better price than the 340, 350. Just hold off. No need to be backing it right now. They are backing just about three or four around it with some... Real confidence that they think Smile and Wave is going to be 
um, really vulnerable just from that price uh, price point of view. So Kint, really good support for yeah. it. Claims under the minimum. Um, that four dollars forty, I don't think that's going to last around four dollars twenty. I think it starts a little bit shorter than that. Great mama. Um, double figures, $13, $12 bet, which now sort of $7.50, even $7.50, I don't think last, it's going to tighten up. And I just want to touch on Great Mama because if you go to Riser and just look at the form guide, or probably even the race book today on track, Miles, it's going to be pretty misleading. It's going to have disqualified for its last two starts and it doesn't actually say where it actually finished before the disqualification. So it's a little bit of a struggle for the punters and you would love for to be something written in there that actually, no, the horse actually won last start at Mornington as a dollar eighty-five favourite instead of just the DQ. So that can be a bit uh, of a blind spot, I think, for punters, but it's been really well supported. Great mama. Um, also, as uh, the text outlined, Boldino is first up. So you wanted to see some market support for these horses that are first up. You're getting it a little bit with Boldino, so that's a positive push. But as I'm saying... There's three or four that have been back, Milo, that we mentioned, and then that means the favourite's got to go one way, and that's drift. So hold on to your powder if you like it, because 340, 350 is going to become bigger. Yeah, I mean, if only one carry had done that too, <laughs> it wouldn't have been in any trouble. Um, it's great mother, great mother and kin uh, for me. Uh, we'll go to race number eight. Sometimes I shouldn't say things. Um, the Sir John Monash, ingratiating. It's been all about it. Everyone's been all about it. Um, it could be a big day uh, for the Blue Army with Brigantine, Kin being supported there and ingratiating here in the Sir John Monash. Trying to make a case for a few of these others. I did expect maybe a bit more money for Katsu because I know the horse has been popular in the market before. And then the query was going to be around size to whether or not the market came for it or as to whether or not they thought, you know, around a bend, um, you know, not going to be as suited. I thought Cy would actually be suited around the bend and, and rather than sort of having to have his little peepers looking at horses everywhere, he, uh, she, should I say, could just uh, just pin the ears back and have a dip because I think if this horse, this four-year-old mare, pins the ears back, she's as good as any going around uh, Cy. But whether or not this is the race, I'm unsure. Yeah, she's a really progressive horse. I absolutely agree with you. Now, she's got to get to weight for age level, and this is not the, the elite, but it's still a weight for age race. So if she was meeting these horses in a handicap, she'd be um, getting a lot more weight relief. Gate one's an interesting one because she's no doubt best coiled up and then waited for one last explosive burst. But the danger with that is, is she going to end up being three-back rail, which is just an absolute nightmare position, not even leaders back. Um, you need a little bit of luck to be able to be three, three back rail and, and, and find, you know, the heavens to open up. Uh, ingratiating first up, we know what he's capable of. Um, his record is outstanding for a race like this, and he's really popular. I mean, 370, 380 is about to get knocked off, I think. So it's going to start a clear-cut favourite and really uh, solid. So that's a really good push for this horse that's first up. We speak about it a lot. We want some type of market support for these horses first up. And obviously, we see them parade and then they go again. But what we're seeing right now is this horse is definitely fit enough to be able to win the race. Uh, and they think it's going to map perfectly as well for Ben Mellon. So really good push ingratiating, as I say, that 370 about to get knocked off the board. Um, Maliva, there was a little one this race last year, a little bit of support early doors, sort of that Wednesday, Thursday. It's now drying up. It looks like it's going to continue to get better than the $6, $6.50. Malkovich is holding its price around $7, $7.50. Expect it probably to roll forward from that wide gate. 
Um, and so, no, not from a market perspective, around that $5.50, but uh, this is a very good push for the favourite ingratiating, what you want to see for a horse first up. Yeah, and one interesting point would be that if we are seeing that right up front, you know, hard to catch, maybe bias-ish, you pr- they're probably going to come for Malkovich, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because you know what you're going you know to get with Malkovich. So um, as much as, you know, it's drawn a wide gate, there's no real other inside speed to really concern it. You would think it can either get there or sit outside lead, which we love at Caulfield. That's always a big advantage. And to be honest, you know, you take away the northerly winds uh, in the shoot. Outside gates, I think, are a, sometimes a very big plus at Caulfield, and probably the lay punter would not really, you know, understand that. But it just gives them time to be able to get across at their own steam. Um, if they draw the inside, sometimes there's outside pressure that can just create a little bit more tempo. So. Drawing wide for a horse that rolls forward, I think, can be a major major advantage advantage around the shoot Caulfield. Won't take long to do race number nine. This is this is as wild as it gets. Uh, if you're having a quaddy and you like something earlier, I'd be going shorter there and wider here. I gave Chief Altony, uh, Greenfly, Flash Flood, French Emperor, the nephew, and Chicago Bear and Shandon Burge all some chance. This is loose. Yeah, it is. It's a tough way to finish, absolutely. From a market perspective, what's been probably the one to tighten up the most is probably French Emperor. It's just that rock solid at $4.80, Malamon, Peak Fitness, um, Vitruvius, sort of double figures. We bet, we bet double figures. That's now into clear single figures at eight fifty nine dollars so a bit of support for it. Um, the Nephew, rock solid. I think Shandon Burge, the one down near the bottom, um, it might continue to tighten up a sort of bet $15 or now. I think it probably ends up single figures. I know there's double figures still out there, but I think it probably tightens up. You just want to hope that they're positive from that inside draw and settle in the first two or three, and I think it can be a major advantage. So, yeah, really tough betting base. Um, the one that's sort of been a little bit soft, and I think it's probably from a market perspective, because it is Blinker's first time, uh, fourth up, you think, ready to go. But the map sort of suggests from that wide gate, it probably goes back to last. That's green fly. It was sort of good support again Wednesday, Thursday, $8, but it's been spat back out, double figures, and you're going to get much bigger than the $10 bet right now. So um, tricky race to finish with. You'd want to be a fair way in front, I would have thought, coming into the last. We are going to turn our attention to Ramwick on the other side of this and skip through it. This is the opening bell. Jules Valance from Foxcatcher at Miles Fitzner with you. All thanks to Kilmore Toyota. Personalise our used vehicles up to your spec. And a few things coming through too. I know a group of boys are in town. Uh, they're not the greatest on the Rex hunt. Tyson, Harry, Big Red, they're off to Caulfield today. They're looking to go 0 and 9 there at Caulfield today, those boys. Um, they're greyhounds, elite, uh, but on the ponies, oh, they stink it up. So uh, have fun out there today, boys. 0 and 9 for you, lads. Uh, we're going to jump to the news. We'll be back right after this. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. The SEN app. Oh, welcome back. 9.36am. That's right in my wheelhouse. Right in my wheelhouse, the opening bell. Thanks to Kilmore Toyota. Personalised to use vehicles up to your spec. Miles Fitzner, Jules Valance from Foxcatcher. Better off alone. Well, that's what most of my ex-girlfriends told me. I can assure you that, Jules. Um, right, let's turn our attention to Ramwick. 
736 And if you are next girlfriend listening, don't text in. That'd be greatly appreciated. Right, rare week. Start with race number one. We'll try and get through a few of these. Uh, Epic Proportions and Cigar Flick, both firm here. Uh, stack of scratchings, four, six, seven, and eight. Yeah, really tricky with those um, scratchings. Again, minimal deductions from that. It was a small field probably to begin with. Um, you've got to try and decipher one. I mean, Epic Proportions is probably the one that's uh, tight enough, um, but there's no real push. I mean, I, I will say, Cigar Flick, if you like that horse, you're going to get better than probably the 220 available now from what I can sort of see. And uh, Epic Proportions is the one that's, you know, a little bit tighter than that. Misty Legend, $4.85, $5.50. Yeah, it's going to get closer to double figures, that horse. Yeah, leaning towards Cigar. Happy to take the shorts. Uh, take on the shorts. 1,400. This race wide open. I'm, I'm with West of Africa. The money has come for it. The one and the nine are out. Um, but, yeah, I've been with West of Africa most of the week. Not in a huge way, but the market's sort of let that way a bit. Yeah, solid enough. Um, West of Africa, again, knocked around just with a couple of scratchings, but not many deductions again. Um, but, yeah, solid enough, West of Africa. So I can't really you know, disagree from a market perspective uh, there. Whether it gets back out to $3, I'm not too sure. Um, the horse has probably tightened up a little bit is the four step aside. So if you get $7.50, it looks like it might be a price that probably tightens up a little bit as we get closer to the jump. But, um, yeah, solid enough is West Africa. Super quick on these two. Highway? Yep. Yeah, look, nothing really to, yeah. to be noted of, uh, to be honest, Milo. Midway? The same. Uh, let's go to race number five. Uh, a lot of people keen on Resonator. No, Tommy Papley's keen on Exolitus. Look, I, I thought it was probably going to be uh, between those two. I gave Battleton some hope um, as well, uh, I thought. So I thought it was sort of a 3-2-1, 1-2-3, either of those three at the top of the sheet. Yeah, Resonator, good support for this horse to hold his price around that $2.70. So uh, that's a solid push for it. Um, Battleton, if you like it, you're going to get better than the six fifty seven dollars It looks like to probably be a hole. I think it might get closer to double figures from what I can see. Um, Exolitus, it's solid enough as well around that $5, but resonated good support. Battleton's probably the hole in the market. Uh, we'll go to race number six. Um, uh, over the 2000 BM78, man behind the money. I nearly made it one of my best, this. I don't mind it at all, this Annabelle Nation runner of man behind the money. Yeah, and the market loves it too, to be honest, uh, Milo. $4.24. I think it might, at some stage, be trickling into a bit of three in front. So it's been a really good push. Um, touristic, I think it's probably going to get a little bit bigger than $4.60, $4.80. If you like it, I think you're going to get a better price about it. And left reeling down the bottom, if you like a horse sort of a middle pinner, it's the one that might continue to tighten up. There's been a bit of support for this horse drawn gate one. So left reeling. Uh, nice support support this morning uh, for that horse. And also the other one that I missed there, Mudamani. Again, it's another horse that I think you might get better than 440. So there's no need to be backing it right now. We have got the Quaddy Legs coming up at Ramwick. Best bets, lays, you name it, still to come. Uh, a few off the text. Uh, Miles, I was down your old stomping ground. Kybe Apsley yesterday looked very wet. Great to hear you on the air. Don't worry about the favourites. Tip us a couple of $10 plus winners. Look out for Torrezino, race three, number 10, uh, Horsham track talk is that he's flying. Oh, I love that. Uh, hey, Miles, really like the chances of St. Bathans in the last at Caulfield. Work well to the line when resuming. Third fastest at a uh, 200 of the race. Bit more distance should help. Nathan Werribee, great point. Tough race. 
Uh, a couple more there I'm going to get to on the other side. Opening bell, Jules Valance from Foxcatcher. Miles Fitzner with you. Thanks to Kilmore Toyota. Ready when you are. KilmoreToyota.com.au. Bit of better off alone to get you to the ad break. One from Jules's. <laughs> Welcome back. Opening bell, Jules Valance from Foxcatcher. Miles Fitzner with you. Thanks to Kilmore Toyota. I like this. I'm glad this is not a visual medium, Miles. Your singing uh, means that you'd be dancing. That and the comedy, uh, the, the comedy skills you lack. Stick to your strong suit, trash talking and picking winners. <laughs> from Jimmo. Love that from you, Chip. I was, I was pretty good on the lip back in the day too. Jules, don't worry about that. Hey, uh... Quaddy Legs, Ranwick, race seven. Interesting races. Uh, all the money, it, it looked like an early drift for insurrection and then the market this morning seemed to have come for it. I'm really keen on Brudenell here, really keen. Yeah, okay, well, this is really interesting because you're right, insurrection this morning, solid. The, the 260, 270, don't think last. I mean, it's, that's probably the ceiling for insurrection, so a really good push for it, whereas Brudenell, if you like it, um, you're going to get better than whatever is available now. The three eighty, three ninety, four dollars. It's going to be at least with the four in front. Might even get bigger than that. So um, trust your judgment. But there's no need to bet now. Is what we're suggesting from the market perspective. You're going to get better than the price offered for Bruder now. Um, good support custodian as well. A horse at a middle pinner, and also the bottom one, Secret Revolution. If you like a horse at a bigger price, again, it's tightened up and might continue to tighten up. So. Favourite, really solid. Custodian, Secret Revolution, good support for them at bigger prices. Brutonelle, well, hold, 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 and then wait till the death because that'll be your best price. Uh, we go to race number eight, which is the Robic Lodge Winter Stakes. Uh, I might let you... Actually, we'll go to um, we'll go to Danny Greer. This is what he had to say on uh, You Called It in this race. We're on last start at a big price too. He's done really well since that run. He got a nice run. Danny Beasley rode him really well on that day. And uh, we get Dylan back on again on Saturday. So we're confident in our chances for sure. That's what he had to say on You Called It. I think it's wide open. Interesting runner here in Matthew Flinders for Annabelle Neesham, uh, of course, as well. Uh, King of Hastings has had some support early this morning too. And Barbie's Fox. Yeah, I mean, obviously the scratching brigantine probably impacts this race. And we sort of start again. Saturday morning prices are going to be your best guide. Don't worry about the, uh, seeing the prices from Wednesday afternoon. They're just going to be outliers. Um, two probably best backed King of Hastings and the one you just mentioned at the death there, Barbie Fox. They're both really solid, but there's other horses that have been backed as well that, you know, suggest that this race is runs really, really deep. Cisco Bay can't knock it from a market perspective. Uh, Brookspire can't really knock it from a market perspective. So, um, Plenty of chances here, plenty of different opinions. Really going to be telling, I think, in the last five minutes. I think one or two of these are really going to break away. As this percentage comes down from the market, you'll see one or two really hold their price, and the rest, I reckon, they'll bin. But at this stage, I just don't know which those, which two, which two of that they're going to uh, gravitate towards. We'll go to race number nine, over the 1,200. Uh, this is what Bjorn Baker had to say about Iona Merck. Looks to looks to probably get a good run just behind the speed and 
Dylan rides him. He rode him two starts ago when he won. So I think he's ready to run another good race. He's a, he's a winner. There's no doubt about. And I think if he gets gets luck on Saturday, he'll be he'll be right there. Uh, I thought he'd be pretty hard to beat there too. But out came Johnny O'Shea and uh, Johnny O'Shea, and this is what he had to say about We Will Rock. Yeah, he, we might have been close to running repair back. Um, you know, just speaking of his owners, we've only had him a short time. He's been sort of probably riding just that one pair too full. He's been sort of leading. Well, I think he might be more effective just off the speed. So uh, he'll be, you know, box seat, but probably giving him a bit of a chance this week. He's in great form and you know, rail out nine, so it's nothing that's going to be probably hard to make up ground. So it's also like a big, tough, handy conveyance. going to be very competitive. Uh, Johnny actually made him one of his best of the day. What's happening in the market? Oh, Anna Merck's the one that the market wants to be with, understandably so. The market's gravitated towards this horse in its most recent starts. Well documented what happened last start, just no luck whatsoever. The horse still ran fantastic from the position it was in. I don't think you'll get black figures from what I can see here. So if you can see black figures now, I think that probably beats the SP if that's the way you play uh, your betting. The only other horse from a market perspective that's tightened up a little bit is one of the bigger price, Belarouge, which is underneath Iona Merck in the race book. Um, it might continue to tighten up, but the rest I think you'll get a better price about. So if you don't like Iona Merck, I'd be holding off because you're going to get a better price about horses like We Will Rock and Conscript those kinds of horses, you're going to get better prices. I thought I owned a Merc, yeah, had a mortgage on it, but we will rock. I d- didn't rule out Ruby Tuesday either um, as a roughie. V- very quickly in the last wide open here, Kerr Royale now hits the top of the market. Money for petulant by the looks. Um, uh, what else? Jules? Uh, what else? Really tricky. Diamond Deal, a bit of support for that horse. So, again, very tricky race. Sunborn looks to be a horse that's probably going to get better uh, than the price available. Uh, Acapella Sun, bit of support for it as well. So, look, this is a race that's, again, very tricky. They're sort of happy to identify some favourites they're really happy with. But there's some races, obviously, in this one in particular at Randwick, where I think the market's struggling um, to identify what's going to happen. But the, the joy is you get nine races to see what there might be a pattern. And then I think you'll see, uh, again... Some horses clear out and a few uh, go completely in the bin. Uh, we're going to jump to a quick break, our last, and then we'll come back on the other side with the best bets, best lays, and a wrap of the show. This is the opening bell. Jules Valance from Foxcatcher. Go check him out. Uh, and Miles Fitzner with you. Thanks to Kilmore Toyota, stocking Toyota pre-owned certified vehicles. We'll be back after this. Kilmore Toyota, home of Toyota Hilux 4x4 and 4x2. Ready when you are. KilmoreToyota.com.au. Live across Australia on SEN Track. This is Winners with Gareth Hall. Welcome back. 9.56, three minutes left. Opening bell. Jules Vallance from Foxcatcher. Miles Fitzner, thanks to Kilmore Toyota. Stocking Toyota pre-owned certified vehicles. Best bets, who are you taking on? Jules um, best bets for me, really tricky day, but I'm happy to be backing so sleek. I think it gets the map advantage. I think they can lead from gate one. Happy to be be with it. I'm also going to be backing our red morning at Caulfield. And the lays at Foxcatcher will be best price just because we really love pain. Um, <laughs> we think these horses are probably the best two horses in the race, but... For some bizarre reason, I think they might just get beat today. That's uh, race three, Arsino. Just think the map's a little bit tricky for it. 
and River Plate. Uh, I think there could be some outside pressure. So two best horses in the race, but will be best priced. So um, bring it on. I like that. Uh, I think race seven, Brudenell at Ramwick, I think it'll be, it'll be tough. Iona Merck should go very, very close, um, but I'm probably going to have some savers around it. I think one of the best ones is race seven, number two, Dragonstone up at Doombin. I think that, yes. yeah, that and it's is... been really well supported too. So again, you want to tick from a market perspective, that's what you're getting a good tick from that. I'm going to run a few through a few more a bit later too, but Belmont, race number three, I've been with Red Square twice um, in, in its last two wins, but gee, the way it hit the line and wobbled, uh, it goes up in grade here and I'm going to take it on with a lot of good men. Race three, number one over there at Belmont as well, which is the second favourite in the market. Red Square open 290 out to 320 and a lot of good men 380 into 340. So the market would tend to agree. Uh, Jules, anything else a little bit wider from you today? Oh, I've sort of gone Belmont, Doombin. Um, oh, I mean, Gaul is going to be... I'm going to talk to JJ about that in a little while, but Gawler looks to be like fair dinkum, as tough as you get. Yeah, he was talking about that. I think there's a fair bit of, bit of rain that's uh, fallen on the track as well, so... I think you might need some horses that might be really hard fit this time of year that are going to be able to get through the going. So that could be just a little bit of thing for your punting if you're looking at having a better gore. Maybe you need uh, hard fit horses to be able to get through that track. But probably if you wanted to see the best market mover for Randwick as well is Insurrection in race seven, Milo. From a market perspective, it's been the best back runner. Yeah, that's probably where I'm going to take uh, the big boys on. Hey, uh, what's on for the rest of the day for you? Uh, I'll just be plugging away, mate, just getting absolutely handled by the punters. So um, it'll be fun. Manhandled by the punters. Hey, Correct. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's that time of year where some punters can, they step into their own and then other punters are just woeful, like me, winter. I'm not a, I'm, yeah, I'm not a wet tracker. Yeah, yeah no, I, I like the top of the ground stuff, mate. My mother was not a mother. Hey, appreciate your time as always, my friend. You're a star. Have a great day. Go well, mate. Jules Valance here from foxcatcher.com. Those boys are outstanding. I know we've got JJ on a little bit later on as well. Um, But, yeah, when you talk market analysis and and that sort of stuff, those boys are elite. Elite. A big show still to come. Mickey Gannon for Ramwick, Benny Said, Caulfield, Chris Nelson, Doombin, Terry Layton, Belmont, and James Jordan Gawler. I mean, does it get any bigger? Does it get any bigger? T. Layton, Belmont, JJ Gawler. They are the two best in SA and WA and have been for many, many, many years. Many years. Uh, all thanks to Kilmore Toyota. That was the opening bell on the other side of this. Thanks to Alan Mance. We get into the Metro Raps. Back in three.